error. Happy no. holidays. Welcome back to Tin Street Hooligans. I'm your host, John, and I am joined by some of my co-hosts. Actually, yeah, actually some of my co-hosts, right? Because I guess one of them got stuck in traffic or something. So we'll just go around the table and introduce who did make it. And that's uh, STP himself, Slivers, the producer, Johnny Slivers. Welcome. <laughs> I get the promotions. Yay. Happy holidays. <laughs> uh and uh fresh off his jog uh up the the philadelphia stairs like rocky i guess uh we have zuby from magic with zuby yo what's up <laughs> yo, sure, did, say adrian yo did jo johnny get a promotion yeah is he getting paid now no no oh <laughs> it's the same pay see, see just so i be before John kicks me off here, my family's being threatened. I have to do this show every single time it comes. <laughs> and uh, joining us for the first time, our very special guest uh, from the Great White North, MTG Canuck, sir. Thank you for, for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. I'm elated to be on the show. Awesome. Awesome. And freezing. It's cold and, up here. And you, uh, it's you, cold down here too. you started a similar type of show on your own channel, sir. Absolutely did. Uh, it's a concept that came up with about a month ago, and I thought it's a good way to uh, not only promote myself, but promote our content creators that are in our wonderful community. That's right. The win-win uh, situation, and it's so fun. So far, it's it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. All right. So should we just get into it, or uh, yeah, I think that's it. So I think we are missing one person, but <coughs> oh, <laughs> hold on. J this just in. Uh, is that is that Coach? Hello. Oh, oh, hi, Coach. Hello, John. What are you up to? Oh, you know, just trying to host the show, you bastard. What are you doing? <laughs> well, I have a nice little story for y'all that I just ran across my desk. So, uh, time for the Christmas season. Uh, I'd like to share it with y'all if y'all don't mind. Uh, well, whether we do or don't, uh, just why, why don't we go ahead and do it? <laughs> I think we should do it. Now, for good props, I have the holy book in this hand. And in the back, as you see this nice LCD screen, it's, wait for it, fireplace. <laughs> there it goes. Magic. Wow, that's a Yule log. Magic, son. Magic. Thanks, Dad. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, so uh, since I've been doing the audiobook stuff for you uh, fellow gentlemen and other members of the community, I decided to share uh, y'all a little bit of Christmas fun. Magic related, of course, obviously, because that's all we talk about is magic. So uh, I say let's just jump right into it. And I am your guest narrator for this evening. This is more time with Coach. Ooh. So you fun, fantastic folks get to hear the story of how the Phyrexians saved Christmas. Y'all ready? Yes, are you, are you, are you, I'm primed. <laughs> yeah, your full attention. All right. All right. Here we go, boys. Once upon a time in the land of Dominaria, a jolly old man by the name of St. Nick lived in the far reaches of the North Pole. This wondrous place was many, many miles past land, such as Shib and Jamura, where only the hardest working and most little creatures reside. St. Nick, also known by the little ones, was a happy elderly man who loved making not just toys for children, but other magical and useful things for the older Dominarians as well. This was a time just before the Thran-Phyrexian War, where Yonwath had just graciously moved to the plain of Phyrexia with a muchly overjoyed group of his extravagant followers. This was also a time before the brothers Urza and Mishra 
would make their very positive and fantastic mark on the continent itself that would change Dominaria for the better. Um, John, I'm about 60% sure that's right. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how events happen. Anyway, back to Santa. That is true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> many times, Santa Claus had graciously taken one day of the year, every year, spending Christmas cheer. However, the Dominarians, and specifically the people of the Thran Empire, have started to see Santa more and more as irrelevant as their civilization has advanced with power stone technology. Children were getting way fancier gifts and gizmos than anything Santa could have produced. Hell, some of the shit these hooligans were getting were shiny rocks that fired frickin' laser beams. <laughs> and the adults, the adults were getting stuff that was much, much worse. Helicopter chairs that would fly around their cities, pulling their lower-class citizens in danger. High-powered projection machines would show off all the users was recording and posting that info on their web pages just to be annoying. They even advanced enough to make inventions that would take pure and sweet alcohol and mix it with slushed water, making a concoction never seen before. They called this machine a margarita machine. And those people were getting absolutely hammered from these amazing, I mean, vile and disgusting drinks. With the... With the <laughs> I can hear y'all laughing. It's You are losing... I am losing focus, guys. <laughs> What's the Yule log? With these taking place, the Thran, especially the upper classes, saw Santa as nothing more than inventor of making useless crap. With this in mind, Santa became very sad and pondered what to do if nobody wanted him. He knew that the past few years, Christmas was rough, but never ever this bad of a season before. He thought if nobody wanted his presence, he wouldn't know what to do with himself. He would just be done forever and pass into the sands of time. He didn't want that to happen. He didn't want to be forgotten, ever but he might not have any choice at this point. It was Christmas Eve on Dominaria, but Santa, even with a stockpile of great toys and gadgets that he made the last 364 days, didn't want to make the trip anymore. He could sense that nobody on this plane wanted him. A heartbreaking evening it would have been for Santa, but a strange event happened. A young man with black scars on his face and arms stormed the Santa's workshop as if in a cry for help. Santa, along with, his, some, of his, along with some of his prestigious Land of War elves, quickly rushed to assist the man. This young individual was from the fresh new plane of Phyrexia, established by the very popular and very extraordinary Yawgmoth. Santa also asked the, Santa asked the man what was wrong. The man replied that everyone on the plane of Phyrexia was excited to move out of Halcyon, the Thran city-states, and other parts of Dominaria, but forgot one of the most important traditions, Christmas. And then they realized. They tried frantically to figure out how to include Christmas with Santa included which led to this moment. The man dropped to beg Santa in front of his elves to have him come and give presents to all the Phyrexians. Of course, after he makes his rounds throughout Dominaria, not knowing, however, that the Dominarians did not want Santa. Santa, now with a, new re a newly rekindled motivation, told the man he would get back to him, take care of as soon as possible. He then yelled throughout the workshop to man the stations and get the reindeer ready to launch. Elves and other assistants that Santa has mounted up to their designated and practiced areas in preparation for this day. With a new goal, Santa's helpers were more determined than ever to make this the best Christmas ever. Santa would then proceed to visit every new home around the plain of Phyrexia, giving away plentiful presents to all who were there. Santa made his very last stop at none other than the leader of the new plane, Yalmoth. He was so astonished that the fantastic work was able to accomplish that he offered him a permanent job as the head director of research, development, and manufacturing. With this job, Santa would not only make fantastic stuff for all the Phyrexians, 
but he would also make personalized yet suspiciously dangerous items for Yawmoth, like soul bombs and mechanical colossus, which would never, ever be used for anything bad. Thinking about the move from Dominaria to Phyrexia and what it would take, Santa did, not, Santa did not hesitate and accepted Yamoth's job offer. Santa would go on to establish Christmas on Phyrexia and make all kind of wonderful marvels like giant metallic sand crabs and airships that would carry and shoot out presents quickly from its solid titanium cannons. <laughs> all in an effort to spread Christmas cheer for all to hear. He would also find a way to make sure that the Dominarians would never, ever forget him ever again. And that, my dear children, is how the Phyrexians helped Santa save Christmas. They would all live happily ever after. Three days later, Yawmoth would use some of Santa's inventions to invade the Thran capital, Halcyon, ensuring that Santa Claus would never, ever be forgotten ever again. The end. Oh. <laughs> so, Santa Claus is a Phyrexian overlord, apparently. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Hey, well, th that was that was uh, lore. What, what did we decide to call this segment? Coach's lore corner. Uh, Co coaching lore. Coach, Coach, Coach's Coach. story time. Coach's. Story time. I like story what time though. I, I it, it was great. I have one complaint uh, that you weren't wearing the the Hefner uh, kind of robe and, and no, no cord yeah. pipe. No, we specifically yeah. indicated I, nugget wedged in pipe. That's true. I couldn't. I, I couldn't find it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> that was very nice. Uh, uh, I could not have done a better story written in 10 minutes like you did. <laughs> Perfect. So uh, <laughs> let, let's uh, introduce our other special guest. I am, because uh, it's always fun, I'm back on the wine because my buddy from the, the Great White North is as well, uh, making its return. Uh, this isn't the cab this time. This is the Red Blend, Blood Red Blend, Walking Dead wine. And yeah, it, the last time I saw your wine, it had like a red background and it was darker lettering. Yeah, yeah. This isn't very good either, uh, but I'm going to drink it. It's going to be a red wine kind of show. Okie dokie. And, uh, yeah, I got my apothecary. Yeah, don't spill any this time, John. I already spilled half of it on the floor. Uh, Canuck, what do you got? I have apothic red this evening. Nice. So we have a red Christmas theme. Yes. Very nice. Am I supposed to show up when I talk, or do I just get to talk in the background? <laughs> <laughs> it's not planned. Is right? No, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's all good. Uh, Johnny, uh, what do you got going on? Uh, I have long trail ale, just really simple. You were really nursing that six-pack. Uh, yes, exactly. I'm really nursing <laughs> the six-pack. This is episode 14, and he's, he's still drinking the same six-pack. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, uh, coach, are, are you uh, drinking anything to to wet that that beautiful, you know, Barry White like whistle? What are those? Are Butterfingers? Is mm -hmm. that what that is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were an abomination. All right, Zuby, what do you got? Drinking some Patrick. nice cold purified water. Actually, when are, it's cold. when are we ever gonna get drunk, Zuby, on the show? Well, That's we a, know what that, happened last that time. A, that might be a suspiciously bad idea. Well, I mean, Why last time on Twitter, when you saw Drunk Zuby, it was full of misery. You remember that time we crashed YouTube? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's like, right. I was like he three shows ago. Yeah. All right, John, I'll get Drunk Zuby on one day. 
Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we're a little deep in the show now, but let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, who's bringing this show to everyone. That's cardsphere.com. Uh, go to cardsphere.com, the best place to buy, sell, trade your Magic the Gathering, paper, paper Magic the Gathering cards. Uh, if you like cool swag like this hat, like the one that uh, Slivers is wearing, go to txcp.store. That's where you get their the Cardsphere merch. Uh, also, to support the channel, you could go to inkedgaming.com uh, and get your exclusive custom playmats for the Hivemind and 10th Street Hooligans. Enter promo code HIVEMINDMTG to get your 10% off those. So a little holiday spectacular with that. So without further ado, gentlemen, let's kind of talk about what's been going on. We have quite a, a full docket, even though we kind of have two things to really talk about. But Jesus... Uh, it's it was a doozy. We got two a bombs dropped on us, and I'm gonna. Well, oh, oh, first off, let's talk a little bit. Uh, uh, STP, you want to talk about kind of what happened today? And and yes, we're gonna go ahead and click in here. And the uh, usually we're covering uh, charities for mental health and awareness, but this one's <coughs> a special one for a member of our own community. So as many of you may know on, from on Twitter and seeing the posts on Twitter, um. Our friend Rhino from Young Mage, uh, was it? Yes, Young Mage, the Rhino. He he suffered uh, two major grand mal seizures, seizures, and they uh they've gotten everything covered. Ted Ted and John did a video about this earlier uh, earlier in the week, and what they did was a GoFundMe for a very specific thing. There's a special um app and iPhone combo watch type thing where it can track and monitor if if and when some um. Rhino will will be having a seizure. So we started a GoFundMe page, and or Ted started that, and uh, we did some promoting and we did some tweeting about it. We've crushed the goal, but just so you know, even though the goal has been met, the phone, the watch, and the program is one thing, but it's a one-year licensing thing. So while we have met this goal, we're also talking about if it, you know we can go beyond this point and work towards helping him get to you know have them have the financing to cover down on maybe a second year, so uh, it's a big thing that's going on. Um, we want to get behind him and help him out with this. So a lot of the community has come through and really stepped up to the plate on this one, and there's still an opportunity to do some of that because, like I said, it's I, supposedly it's this one year license on that actual program, so it does expire at some point, and then again they will probably be looking. You know, it'd be nice to send them with a little extra time on on their hands for that too. Yeah, you you guys crushed it. Some of the the. <clears throat> co-guests co or co-guests co-hosts on this show made some very generous uh contributions to that cause uh gatheringmagic.com and tcg player just like dropped loads of cash i think it was 400 a piece which is just insane so uh wait wow. it's great to see community members you know like eric williamson always is just incredible um you know, community members donating and then people, you know, these giant companies also stepping in uh, and just the the support, you know, all the retweets from, from your Tolarians, from Loading Ready Run, uh, uh, Evan Irwin, all that stuff is, was just fantastic. I think we crushed the I, I put the video up and I put the tweet out, I think at like seven in the morning. And I think we crushed the goal at like 1130. So that is just what a what a awesome. great mark! You know the the community gets a lot of crap for you know whatever some negativity. We can all bicker from time to time, but geez, did we all pull together for this one? So, uh, awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Perfect. <laughs> we're 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 on it tonight. 
We are on it tonight. Um, Jesus. Moving so efficiently, we're missing the pickup points. Right on. <laughs> yeah. So that yeah that that is that is some great stuff. So uh, yeah, STP. What? Oh, oh no. For, first off, let's let's talk a little bit about our special guest. So, Mister MTG Canuck, you talked a little bit about your your community building channel or uh, show. Uh, tell everyone about you know, your background, do like a little mini hive mind. Uh, you're right at that cusp of a thousand subscribers too, that, which is just awesome. So congratulations yeah, with cool. that. And, and tell us uh, what you're doing and your background of your, sh of your channel. Sure. I will. So basically um, it's my son that got me originally interested in magic, the gathering, I'd say back three, three years ago. So that's the extent of my involvement with magic three years. So I'm, I'm still thinking I'm, I'm a Padawan of some sorts. So you know, uh, he got me into it. I started doing uh, pre-releases with him, and that was in Kansa Tarkir. That's where we cut our teeth together. So he got a little older, started uh, getting interested in women and dating and stuff, and uh, he went one way, I went the other way, and I'm on my own for magic, but that's okay. It uh, grew on me, and it became uh, an outing. It also became like 50% socializing. It's everything before you play magic and after you play magic, which is basically mm -hmm. drinking and pub food and just meeting new people and celebrating. My man. So, <laughs> that's a big part of the aspect of it is the social part. And apart from that, after about playing for a year, I really enjoyed opening packs. I thought, well, why not share the, the surprise and passion just for fun? Go on YouTube and just make a channel. And I'd say for about the first year and a half of doing that, nothing serious. It just kind of floating out the videos. And then um, apart from there, um, I, I would say that I discovered Twitter and used Twitter to really uh, promote my channel. And I found that was the probably the biggest social media tool to put myself on the map and make connections. So from there forwards, I've, I've met a lot of amazing people. Um, still meeting a lot of new and amazing people. It's great. And from there, Product opening, some vlogging at pre-releases, uh, and then recently this um, roundtable thing that I've I've uh, introduced into the channel. Those are my meat and potatoes. And uh, apart from that, when I'm not doing videos on my channel, I attend Friday Night Magic and I do pre-releases. Um, I don't play standard, and I have one EDH deck, but I really don't play EDH on a, on a common basis. So, who's your general? So it is uh, Draxus. The uh, white, yellow, white, uh, black uh, enchantment based uh, um, EDH deck. Oh, uh, okay, okay, yeah. That's from what 2015. That's, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Zuby, you still play Magic? Who is this uh, Traxus that he speaks of? No, you're talking about Draxos. <laughs> Draxos. Draxos. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's the one. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head, but that was the one from Theros. And didn't he die or something? Oh wait, Daxos the Daxos, the return yeah. or Daxos? Daxos. Or, Daxos. Yeah. What, what did I say? Draxos? <laughs> Draxos. Draxos. You say Draxos. <laughs> Draxos. Wait, are you playing the Orzov one or the Azorius one? Orzov. Yeah. Orzov. Oh, good. I just, wanted, I just wanted him to say it, Zuby. Yeah. Orzov for life. And for no. That. No, nope. not at all. No. Nope. You know what's so, sad is I actually have a deck tech on my channel, uh, a Daxus return deck, and I couldn't even remember that was a card. <laughs> Ooh, we're professionals here yes we are awesome man well and you've also had quite a cool partnership with uh bad wolf mtg you guys do a, a pack battle 
uh, series that I enjoy quite quite a bit. Uh, it wasn't the I was watching the last video. It wasn't the best pulls you guys got from your uh, your MTG. It uh, wasn't almost worth uploading. Seriously, it was like <laughs> garb. Oh my god. Yeah, like I think the best card between us was Gamble or something like that. It was just garb. I can't believe it. So there was about I say a couple hundred dollars worth of cardboard there, and the, probably the EV on that after Sid and done must have been I don't know fifteen dollars. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> no boy out. Yeah, that was, but, that was. Yeah, it was. At least you guys made it entertaining, though. I mean, right? I mean, we had to make lemonade and just make the most of, um, you know, a real letdown uh, card uh, cracking. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. No, it was pretty fun. I like doing the pack battles. I've done uh, box to box uh, battles also with uh, MTG and me. I don't know if you heard of him. Yeah, yeah, Charles. So he also drafts at my local LGS and. <laughs> We've done 2017 uh, box versus box uh, masters, and we just recently did a um, ultimate masters that I've yet to have to edit and put up, but uh, much better results um, from that one for sure. Gonna get that up, but um, and you'll see the box topper. I did not get lava claw in my box topper, thank god. <laughs> did it did it show up flat or was it bent? I think it was pre curled for my. Ooh. Pre-curled. Okay, yes. I they the uh, I saw some nightmare pictures of the packaging. Not it just slid around and got wedged in the like. <laughs> were were yeah. you trying to to steal uh, Jason's alts uh, joke too, Johnny? Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. I we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I was just talking about the cringe. <laughs> I'm with seeing the picture and being like, oh god. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Johnny, you're the producer. So, which one are we? What are we talking about first? Well, let's talk. You like how about... I just throw it all on Johnny now. That's great. Yeah, that's <laughs> fantastic. I'm prepared. Now, uh, so there are two major articles within the last week. One of them is based on the announcement from Wizards of the Coast. The other one is an article that was happening just prior to that. Um, and let me go ahead and start digging these things up here. So, the first one I want to talk about is an open letter by A.D. Jameson, or Adam Jameson, uh, and his blog, and as an open letter to Cedric Phillips and Jerry Thompson. So let me go ahead and pull that up here. Um, basically, he broke down why, why, why Wizards was moving away from the Pro Tour the way it was, and he did a really, it's a long article. If you have a chance, go check it out. Um, you know, look up uh, Adam, Adam Jameson, and he he does this great article responding to Jerry Thompson and Cedric Phillips, talking about why Wizards of the Coast had been shifting gears the way they had, and how the company is changing its focus from you know trying to sell packs with the Pro Tour being the the you know with stars we sell packs that kind of thing, um, and ultimately recognizing that there was a whole pile of money they left on the table by not focusing on the casual players who don't grind out for pro tours, who don't play competitively. And he really like painted a great picture of what this other group of people, this mass of people where the, a lot of this growth has come from in the last 10 years is. And, and it was a nice breakdown. And what's funny is this article came out and then the announcement, this one, the next chapter for magic esports shows up. And a lot of the stuff that Jameson had talked about hit, hit the nail on the head. And it was interesting. Like, Kind of like, I guess the big takeaway from Jameson's article is that 
originally back in the late 90s through the early 2000s, the focus was on the pros and Wizards of the Coast realized this is not where we're going to be making our money and changed their tactic to focusing on a storyline, focusing on an event and, and an experience that people could relate to more closely than, say, the Pro Tour, which is hard to watch as a spectator sport and ultimately does not appeal to the broad base of players. And uh, I'm just checking, so I'll throw it back to the rest of you guys. Like, who had a chance to read this particular article, the, the one by Jameson? Um, any thoughts on what you what you got out of that? Zuby, I think you're, you're the one that originally pointed out to me, right? Yeah. Um, hold on. Let me just bring it up because I read it last week. Um, yeah, so it was talking about how originally it was for the pro era, and now it's more gone towards the casual era of Magic. I mean... He makes a lot of good points because, and I think we've talked about this before, how magic as a esport, not counting arena, but just magic cards themselves, it's completely unwatchable for the most part. It's never going to really be that big. I mean, even myself as a highly entrenched magic player, there's still a lot of times I don't know what the hell's going on. I may look away for you know a minute and go back and look at the board state and be like, what the hell just happened? And a lot of time, can you imagine someone brand new to Magic trying to understand what the hell the pros are playing most of the time? I mean, granted, standard decks have become a lot easier to follow, but try watching Modern Legacy as a new player and you won't have any idea what's going on at all. So, I mean, it brings up a lot of points. I mean, we've even talked about before in the past about how, you know, being a pro is just not really viable. I know I've talked about it before on my podcast, how why the hell would you ever want to be a pro player in magic right now? Um, it's just not worth it with all the money you have to spend and very little return. So, I mean, he makes a lot of good points with it. And then with the whole esports announcement kind of gives me some hope for the pro scene, but I feel like it, I almost feel like it's going to be like a closed pro circuit. At least that's what it sounds like for the first year. Cause they're mentioning they're only going to invite what the 32 top 32. Pros. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems kind of closed off, but does that mean it's going to make it better, though? Coach, I... did you get a chance to see this article? That one, no. But the I I passed passed through it, so which then prompted me to go play MTG Arena, which I am like super addicted to now, <laughs> and it's stupid. Like, oh my god, we're getting Coach it, actually I, I, playing Magic. Yeah, this is weird. I, I installed MTG Arena and been playing for like a week, playing blue white and just having stupid amounts of fun. I can't stop. Like, I can't like not play it. It's just yeah, it it is really good. It, they've gamified know. magic essentially. Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's like it's a lot fat. Like I don't, and I'm playing games like a lot faster than like what you get on MTGO. Like I played yeah. In like a standard game, I played like three games in the same time it would probably took like on MTGO, like one game. It's just insanely fast now. Yeah, uh, that, that was something that Spencer from Constructive Criticism Criticism and I talked about when he was on my cast was yeah. that I would have to pretty much take a whole night to be able to play Magic Online if I wanted to do a league, right? Uh, with Magic Arena, I can just sit down for 15, 20 minutes, bang out five games and be like, okay, I'm done. I'm good. It's Duels actually, of the Planeswalkers. Yeah, but with actual real Magic rules, because Duels was always yeah. limited and you, you couldn't build an actual Magic deck. 
Yeah, and yeah. The, card, the card pool was always capped. It was always like yeah. you only got so many. This, even even if like I've I've spent zero dollars on Arena and I'm having a blast playing it, and it's even it's even to the point where I I'm playing more just by having easy access to it. And like you said, you can take fifteen minutes. I I I play I fold laundry and play Arena. Like I yeah, can't. that's and it's so easy to just click in, get started. Oh yeah, and 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 I the, love the best really part cool. about it. The best part of it is you get you can get so much play testing done too. Yeah, um, if you if you're a grinder, right? I mean, compare that to Magic Online, where you have to, like you said, you have to spend the whole night doing it. Well, I think yeah, you you the, I, I don't know, just the ease of access. And I, you, mm -hmm. um, Spence was on Twitter about this when we were talking about this earlier in the week, just a little bit. I chimed in. It's like. If we're talking about how Magic the Gathering Online is having so much trouble with their numbers now that Arena is out, and quite frankly, if MTGO had the look and the programming and operated the way Arena does, it wouldn't be having the same problem. And that's the only major issue. Like that, I think that's the big reason why MitGo is going to struggle because it's such a dated program. But Arena, it's the it's the ease of access that's going to be the success here. Like. I wasn't. I haven't been playing Mitko because it's just I don't know. It's tedious and cumbersome, and it's this an is ugly. quick and easy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Canuck, I just saw you in the chat comment, and I could ask you because you're right here. Uh, you said you love Hearthstone, and, and it, there is a lot of similarities, right? Uh, absolutely. It's just a a difference of uh, the characters behind the you know and the lore behind the cards that are on that are being printed. I mean, um, I play Hearthstone every day. Um, I don't play arena every day, but I do play arena. Uh, I play a little more now that I guess they've, uh, updated the, the version of it that supports playing, uh, friends, right? You can do that now. Yeah. Recently. I don't know how long ago. It was a couple of weeks ago that they made that uh, possible. I think last yeah, almost a month week. Now. Oh, it's been a month. Yeah. You almost have a month to, now. The only tricky part is you and the person you're playing against have to challenge each other at the same time. Yeah. So. It's terrible. I I'm kind of holding out until they make it. You can make a friend list and then see which of your friends is online. And I'm sure they'll get to that point. I just hope they put, have it up there on their priority list. Yeah, exactly. And that was, that's what I was looking for when I heard that they had made the update for a friend versus friend, but I did not see a place to make a friend list. So it's just like you said, a direct <laughs> uh, on the fly challenge. Yeah. Jake and, and Joel are magic there in the chat. They're like, you don't play arena every day. <laughs> how but, dare you no 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 my two go-tos every day are hearthstone and i'm totally addicted to clash royale <laughs> yes he's a heathen i can't i'm so really you keep going back to hearthstone now is it does you do you still find it more appealing than arena that's good i think that's okay, a good question so, here. yeah so before i i got into magic i was a hardcore raider in world of warcraft back in vanilla. Oh, hey. i was a hardcore raider back in burning crusade and wrath yeah so I, I got in at the tail end of vanilla and I, I did most of my raiding and break crusade forwards and the heaviest was in uh, wrath of the lich king that was my favorite expansion ever and it kind of let off went down a hill a bit and cataclysm oh, yeah. anyways it's it not does. about world of warcraft but I, yeah, we I can make it we can make a world of warcraft podcast. Well, I got lots of <laughs> <laughs> hey you and i need to talk then <laughs> Last thing you want to do with your keyboard is do slash plate and hit enter. Then it'll tell you how much of your life you've given away. In that oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Talking yeah. things or years. Oh, a character. Yeah. Per character. N never do that. Yeah. Never look at your uh, your internet history, right? You you'll just be depressed. 
There you, there you go. Oh, yeah, oh, mine's not that depressing. depressing. <laughs> Yours is probably mine, very entertaining. Mine's pretty hot and sexy. <laughs> it's just pictures of me. Mm, nice. Nope. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> Co- Coach is my new, new love. With that Yule log? That's going to be a meme. Is, isn't is it Tasty Snackies in the chat? Oh, he was. No, he was. The good book right here, guys. The good book and the good Yule log. Yeah, it's Got not it. going to be a good meme. <laughs> I'm just waiting. Hey, someone needs to do it on iFunny. Like when I when I posted, just like that, and just <laughs> take, the, take the take the snapshot, send it out, do it, make me famous. Let's make go. me famous. Let's go. Let's go. Wow. Oh, God. Let's go. So let's go. We're scaling back to the actual uh, article. This came off what it was weeks before or weeks after uh, Jerry T kind of went on a pedestal and saying that he was going to sit out of, of a major magic event because of how he thought the pro players were treated by wizards. Um, and at the time, my, and even, you know, admittedly myself included, I, I love Jerry Thompson. I think he's a great guy. I, I've been fortunate enough to meet him briefly. Uh, he's, he's a great, great dude. Um, but you know, after that, everyone's like, yeah, rallying against Jerry. And then uh, this guy, Adam Jameson, comes out with this article and everything. It, it's written. It is long, but it's so like, yeah, it, it's like spelled out. And it's just like, this is so true. And it made Jerry's little stance almost look bad where he was just like, even Adam in the, in the thing, he's like, sorry, Jerry, I love you. But, you know, you are just crying kind of for no reason. You're, you're falling on deaf ears because Hasbro is now uh, a machine uh, and it's it's just out to make money. And it's not even that's not even necessarily a bad thing what they're doing. They just kind of recognize that they can't make money on a product like Zuby said that kind of no one it's not conducive to watch. It's kind of ugly. Um, they, they do a good job with the pro tour coverage and world coverage and stuff like that. Like the it, everything about magic is is very appealing visually. It's very aesthetically pleasing, except for playing magic, right? It's just like the mm-hmm. actual games don't, you know, it, it's just kind of, no one knows what's going on. Or even if you do, you don't care. And it's just like, I don't know. Uh, or, or you just get, you know, LSV gets land screwed like the article stated. So this, uh, this totally, uh, I, I reread it. I, I read it before, but then I read it again today and man, it just, it just hit it out of the park. But it also segues into the next article uh, that came out from Watsy themselves uh, about the the a bomb of, of cash that they're dropping on on arena, and they say table games and all this, but it mostly read as this is kind of the at least to me it read as the death knell of MTGO. I don't know about the full death knell of MTGO. I think I think Mitko is going to take a major hit. And it may never ever come back to what it was, but I, this is what, see, here's the thing. Adam's article focused on something very important that wizards of the coast is not only trying to change their marketing strategy by going with storyline characters that they don't have to pay like Jason Liliana and focusing on experiential type situation to cater to casual players. But more than that, we're talking, Oh, there, I lost my train of thought. Go fig. The point. (laughs) (laughs) So, but, but what I, th- I think what's important is that Arena is going to create better access for everybody. When I read the Arena article, it didn't show me the end of the Pro Tour altogether. There's, they said there's, they're going to have four major Pro Tour t- type events, but they're also going to be running half of that $10 million is going into Arena. 
for price support and for whatever for streaming contracts. There's there's a lot going on there. There's a lot less overhead with internet access for people working out of their homes if they're going to do streaming. There's a whole better tracking system for playing online. Basically, your numbers are your ranking. And if somebody is doing really good in the paper events, but somebody is grinding out games online and hitting all the top eight, top four spots and winning a seat at one of the paper events, I think that's the other. This looks like king of the hill to me. Like this whole thing, it's not about a pro point system. It's about what's your ranking based on your performance. So either you're you're working in the, I'm just looking at the video and this bow on my head looks hilarious. <laughs> anyway, you're very cute. Yeah. So it's just it's just a matter of like this changes up the formula. So the pro point system is going away. A lot of the perks are going away, but they don't necessarily need all those perks anymore because you can work out of the comfort of your own home. And that's what arena brings. And the other thing, there we go, getting back to like the whole thing when they're catering to casual players, what I see happening is this ease of access to Magic Arena, as these collections get older, players are gonna be like, well, I can't play standard with my 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 Ixalan stuff anymore, or my or, or any of the stuff that's like Ixalan's out, then suddenly uh, M19 and Dominaria will be out. And then they have all these cards in their collection. What do they do? So they're going to bring in Singleton or Standard Plus, a.k.a. Extended. And then there's going to be like, well, what do we do with how do I how do I play these games in paper? What's Commander? What's that game? And then they start playing Commander with their cards. And then they're like, well, what else can you play in Commander? Oh, there's 16, 17,000 other cards available to me. And that's why they keep pushing something like commander products and the introductory decks. All this stuff plays to casual players. And that's the big piece here. So I think uh, someone take it from me. I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> I, it just It's just the whole thing is focused on people who are not pro players. And that's it. It doesn't mean competitive play will go away. But the focus for marketing purposes by Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast, they want casual players and they want them to be expressing themselves through magic, through the decks that they play, through the hats that they wear, through the whatever, everything. They want the, the pop figures, whatever they are. They want all of yeah. that. Why why aren't we just making and, and I the chat's got a great conversation going too. Uh, but my question is. What what is stopping them to just marry? Just put your the peanut butter and the jelly together, make MTGO Arena flex in, integrate it, integrate it all together. This is now your online product. Everyone's happy. It looks great. Everyone's happy. It plays well. It's conducive. Uh, it, it's great to look at. It's great to watch. What what is stopping this from happening? Well, and MTG Canuck can probably back me up on this. As an IT person, you hear a lot of stuff and read a lot of stuff that um they barely know how to code magic online and i've read a few articles especially when you have someone who's a developer for magic online write an article that came out what two years ago claiming that magic online's code is like spaghetti it's more complex than nasa that raises big big problems and issues who, um, who, if, what if asshole made it then <laughs> like why did we make it well, that well, way? well ba basically i have to assume and granted i'm not a coder right i'm more of an infrastructure guy that they started off with the basic code and just kept piling it on top of on on top of more code on top of more code and never went back and fixed the bugs so that version four is a culmination of all the bullshit from the very beginning of magic online that they just never went back and fixed because most likely of uh, time and money 
It was just more of, well, we got new sets coming out. We need to push those out first before it's going to take $10 million. It's going to take money that they probably don't want to spend because who gives a fuck about magic online? Let's focus on magic arena because that's making us money way quicker and faster than magic online will. And besides, you know, everybody wants to say, Oh no, but wizards will think of all the people who have all the collections and money dumped into magic online. No, they won't. They won't give two fucks about you. They'll act like they do, but then they'll be like, Oh, sorry. You've got, you know, a year to get rid of your collection or some shit. I don't know. But they're not even going to say that. They're they're not going to say that, but it's, I mean, I give Magic Online about five years before they just quietly kill it, like they did with Magic Duels. I don't know. It might be sooner than that. Did you see? I, the, recently, there was um, <laughs> card card hoarder put a freeze on the buying of yeah. tickets and and collections because there was effectively a run on the bank. People were trying to offload their collections so fast it was tanking the value of the cards. That more people were trying to sell the collections, and card hoarder was like, "No, no, nope, nope, stop." We're done. Yeah. We're done. We're freezing everything. Yeah, thankfully I sold out a couple months ago because I knew that I knew it was gonna happen. And I never yeah, I, I never played I, more than a poor coach. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I, I spent I don't know how not not too much, but I mean it's still probably it's good. It's somewhere around the hundred and fifty to two hundred dollar range for like the year, like last year or the two years I played MTGO. So, which is not bad, but still, that's like, oh, but that's, that's nothing compared significantly. Yeah, there. So. I think there are people who had thousands of dollars on thousands of dollars tied up in that in that program, and that's yeah. gotta hurt because some oh, well. people, some people speculated and did finance with some of that stuff. Like you got your hands on 150 copies of a common that happened to be worth, you know, five tickets each. That that could make you money, but unless you were in it from the beginning and paying, you know, really on it. In fact, people could easily have gotten burned if they weren't paying attention. I got a question. I played MTGO a bit and I was told then that any standard uh, digital deck that you had at some point, you could actually convert into paper and have it sent to you and then come off your online account. Is that the same case with um, arena? No, no, no. So you're speaking of Magic Online. Like, if you collected a set of, like, say, Battle for Zendikar, right? You got one of each card Mm -hmm. in that set. You could then pay, was it 25 bucks to redeem that set into paper where Wizards will take your Battle for Zendikar collection out of your MitGo account and then send you every single copy of that card on paper. Right. I had no idea that existed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and asking, you said, uh, you know, Canucks are our honorary resident IT guy also. Uh, think about it this way then. Okay, so maybe we can't integrate it that way. But if we're spending so much time and effort into Arena now, uh, it seems to be a pretty pretty hefty system. Like it, it seems to, I don't know. I, I don't, I haven't played it yet. Uh, to be honest with you, it's, I don't know how bad it crashes all the time. If it does, I don't know. But I mean, just isn't it just basically writing more cards into it, just adding cards slowly? Uh, you know, like this month we're going to add these three sets, the next month we're going to add these three sets, and then just that way it could kind of naturally progress into into MTGO fading out. I mean, it could, but you're looking at once again time and money. What's going to be more worthwhile, adding in new sets and cards, which are probably going to take who knows how long, compared to adding in old stuff? You know. The focus is going to be one, getting this out of open beta, and two, adding in the new sets and cards and making sure those all work. They could do it to where 
like uh, if they're you know every three months they add a new set, but between those, I mean between those two months they could add like two two sets or two blocks of a previous set, and just it might take a year, but they get get it at least to probably you know like where Frontier would be at, or maybe Modern or most of Modern. So I mean it's. It's not impossible. It would just take a long time, like you were kind of like going at it. But I think if they do modern, it would take like a year more or probably two years if they, you know, if they don't want to waste too much money, unless there's a big yearning for like another format. So, I mean, that's that's the way I would see it is they would add another, they would do like that standard plus they were talking about last week and then just slowly go backwards. So that's that's one way I could see it. I don't know. And, and I'm just I'm not an IT guy, uh, but it just seems like that would be since that's what everyone is focusing on in the company, shifting to eSports. And, and let's give credit where credit's due. Finally, you know, Watsi usually makes the right call. It just takes forever and a day. And after, you know, everything's already out and, and people are already tired of, of uh, Pokemon Go and Hearthstone at this point, except for Canuck. Uh, but, you know, at, at this point, it's just like everyone, you know, this, is, this stuff's all been out forever. And now Magic's just like, breaking news. We're dropping $10 million on eSports. Ever hear of that, kids? It's just like, Hello, yeah. Hello, kids. Ah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, you ever heard of Blizzard? Right? What? Yeah. It's like, wh where have you been? Of course. Uh, I think now I think maybe um, MTG Canuck is a great example of why some people may not leave Hearthstone as quickly as people who are Magic players who went to Hearthstone. But when I when I first started looking at Arena, it really the way they set up the design, so much of the layout mirrors like if you're doing deck management and collection management, you, it mirrors very much what you saw in Hearthstone. And I think what happens first with Arena is all the people who were playing Hearthstone be like. Oh, magic is over here. Okay. Yay. Oh, Hearthstone. I forgot all about that. I, uh, hardcore magic players who went to Hearthstone because they were fed up with Mitko and just didn't feel like buying in standard anymore went to play Hearthstone because they wanted to get their fix. And that was the quickest, easiest way to do that. Honest because to God. Ma magic is still the best game. People want to play magic. They just want yeah. to play it better. A lot of the games that have popped up have been, we're trying to chase that dream that magic already kind of caught in the bottle. So let's see if we can make something close. You know, I mean, like it's like Johnny said, like the, um, the look and feel is very similar with uh, Hearthstone and uh, me playing uh, MTGO and then getting to play MTG uh, arena. Definitely. The previous uh, version is, much clunkier and more painful to play through and when they reskinned arena and they just made the made the system a lot more sleeker and easier to play through that's the first thing i noticed and i mean like you say going forward i think they've taken more time to design that and as they introduce more sets it's going to be more modular and i'm thinking it's, it's going to be written a lot more efficiently and they're not going to have as many bugs and like you say quirks about it as they did with the previous um, release and like, and like Adam Jameson stated in his article, this is the spelling out of where the company is going. It went from, you know, MTGO, you still have your hardcore grinders on there. You still have people, you know, pro, pro tour, uh, hopefuls and all this, uh, you know, the, your, your true grinders on MTGO. The casuals all want to play arena. Why would a casual want to play MTGO? It's just like, this Commander. is, yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's a matter of time, and by a matter of time, I think a matter of weeks. I mean, 
with, with everything that they're and we're going to get another huge story drop like, like the article say, said from Elaine Chase we're going to get more uh, more news coming very early January so it's just I don't know I, I think they're going to move on it a lot faster than people think and I know you know Good. the diehards out there are just like you know no MTGO is not going to go away because it's for that but it's so even if the, the best it's it going to be is what was that <laughs> No, burn it burn. all down. And that's what it seems like they're doing. Good. Burn down the old ways and let's rip the band-aid, right? It's just like yeah. well, don't don't I, let it linger because then no one's gonna be there anyways. It's just except for a couple crusty curmudgeons. Like, I I'm gonna go play legacy. It's just like, yeah, I'm gonna go do this really cool thing <laughs> with everyone else. <laughs> crusty curmudgeons. Oh Talking about God. yourself, John. I don't nah. play anything. So. <laughs> do you even play magic? I do. I, do. I, I think uh, I, I think the one thing that will keep Mikko alive for the time being will be Commander. Because even, even Jameson talks about this in the article. Commander is a big format for casual players. That's Absolutely. where they go. Oh, yeah. And if they want to play online, they got to use Mikko. And if the, if the community of Commander players is big enough and strong enough to sustain Mikko, that will keep it at least stable-ish keep it there and keep it just alive at all. As soon as they do something on arena that pulls commander players away and pulls them in, if they, if they see commander pairs, players are switching into that singleton format, I would love to see arena put up a casual singleton format because I think right now it's kind of like you go into like a competitive league or something. I don't have the, I don't have the tools in my collection to go into something like that, but I would play casual singleton in a heartbeat. And that would be kind of like my commander fix. It, I think that's that's going to be the, the other thing. And I think if they decide to do this, where they introduced the pre-constructed commander decks year after year, like start inserting those, and then you can get cards in the collection that are legacy staples for commanders, essentially, but not playable in a standard deck. Like if you're building a standard deck, it'll just you know dim that card so you can't click it into the deck that kind of thing. That would be the shift. And if I saw something like that, then I would have hope for eternal formats on arena in the long term. And that would be the end of Nico right there. As soon as they start backlogging past Kaladesh on arena, Nico's done. And they just need to do it. And Kevin in the chat is, is, you know, he's making valid points. Absolutely. Where he's saying, you know, well, first off he says no one plays commander on, on Mitko, uh, there is Which quite is a bit. A yeah, yeah, I, I see quite a, a bit. But he said it's be, people play it because it is real magic. But I, that's I, and I agree. But that's what I'm saying is it's going to eventually, and sooner rather than later, it's going to be everything's going to be has the, have this uh, new new polish on it, and everything's going to be shifted over to Arena. So my question to you guys is this: is once Arena is the thing, at least that's what I think it's going to be. How much do you think this is going to hurt tabletop magic? I mean, if they play it smart, and we've already seen some of this with uh, when Guilds of Ravnica came out, if they play it smart like Pokemon Online where they come out with booster codes, like how Pokemon TCG does right now, um, then yeah, I that, was, think, that was a great idea. Yeah, they, they did it already once with Guilds of Ravnica for just one booster, right? Yeah. I think, it, that, But they need to do something like that so they don't kill off paper completely. I mean, They'll it's do not it in gonna, 15 years, gonna, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not going to kill paper. It's actually, I've actually had some people show up in my LGS because of Arena. Sure. But, you know, I don't, I don't think it'll hurt paper right away. I mean, 
I mean, I, there's still like you said, Commander is still extremely popular for casual players, and you know, I mean, and that's played most of the time on paper anyway. Sure. Yeah, Coach, what do you think? Well, I didn't sell off my clicks, and so I'm going to keep it. And if if it bounces back, I don't know. I'm just let's go for it. But however, I'm still going to play Arena. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna. Just, Try to figure out blue white because historically, I'm telling y'all, historically, it's been eight, you know, blue white plays very well. So I'm going to figure out a way to do it. It might take the next set to do it. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to crack the code and then all y'all are going to get y'all's ass handed to. Just get four to fairies and play whatever other white and blue cards. I got, I got two. I got two so far because of AM wild cards. The mythic, the mythic wild cards. I yeah. got two to fairies, so I got yeah, two. W- once you get two more, then you just play a smattering of other white and blue cards, and you just win. That's yep. Much what yep. You got it. You got to do that. How do you, how do y'all like how do y'all like the fire? I mean, it's it's still got another nine and a half hours to go before it dies. <laughs> I feel I feel the heat from here. Is it is it from there or is it because I'm hot? To fairy oh. is the best oh. pixie kid, right? I love throwing it to coach because he's just like, I don't know, but I'm going to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just so damn adorable. It just works. Um, yeah. And talk about kind of tying into the other article a little bit again. It's like, um, it seems like they're building it up to where it's not going. Like it's even stated in there that yes, it's going to be like the, the 32 teams play uh, player point pro points are going on freeze. Um, but then it's also in a system to where at least this is what it says on paper. I don't know if it's going to be an actuality uh, that it's going to be uh, a rotate. It's, it's going to be easier to rotate the top basically. So I think that was that that's one of the things is it's, you know, if you're you're starting magic now and you're good at it and you want to become a top pro, it, it you know you, you kind of have the old guard there. It seems in a way that the new system's going to be set up to where it's going to be easier to kind of rotate out the old guard quite a bit, and so you do get fresh blood in there. Do you think that's something that they could control, really? Um, control in what sense, like? how many people get to rotate through or like what what's he gearing the system in a way to where you're not just going to have BBD and Seth Manfield uh, at the top all the time, uh, you know, that you're going to have more opportunity as a Joe blow to go in there and be one of these uh, 32 or what, whatever, you know, however they have it set up. Well, I know I they're think- also going to decide on, you know, like top ranked magic arena players. You sure. Know, like if you grind that ladder or whatever. Yeah, I think I think if you if you buy up enough booster, if you decide to to dump the cash into the program and you go and buy the hundred dollar package of like however what is it a hundred boosters or something like that or mm-hmm. something yeah like something like that. boosters, if you're able to get the play sets you need to build the competitive brews and be able to grind out those points on arena that might be worth your time. Like you figure if you're already dumping that kind of cash in the mid go, but if this is going to be a system that tracks you for actual points to be considered in the rankings for major paper events, I think that does give people a, that gives somebody who doesn't have sponsorship a chance. Like they have a fighting chance to get there. And I think the opportunity for younger, newer, less experienced players to kind of like sneak their way into those 
upper competitive events, I think that's a huge draw. I think that's going to go a long way. You see this new, you know, a new face shows up all of a sudden. It's like, Oh my God, who's that? That could be me. Yeah. 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 It's, Oh my God. (laughs) I want to be like Mike. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that it's going to be that. I think that's their goal with arena. Yeah, exactly. Huh? (laughs) But I think, I really think that's, that's going to be the big draw. They're making this more accessible and that's, yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. Most importantly, how much of that ten million was spent getting Sir Mix a lot to do that uh, commercial for them? Jesus, I that does probably about like what, like hundred bucks or something. (laughs) (laughs) Tree fitty, tree fitty. They bought. They bought the forty. What does Sir Mix? What does Sir Mix lot even do now? Does is he just a producer now or something? Magic commercials. Magic commercials. Oh, magic commercials. I, I love right. I love the one with Day Nine and Denny Trejo. That was that was awesome. That was one of my favorite commercials from or for Arena. So maybe Day Nine will be doing actual commentating, and then we can get Tasteless and Artosis from StarCraft as well too, commentating magic. Oh my god, I would get a fucking hard on and just like <laughs> explode everywhere. Watch out, Cedric and Patrick Sullivan. Taste Tastosis is in the house. All right. Oh my, can you imagine that if they started commentating magic? Am I the only one? I don't even know who you're about talking that? about. Tasteless and Artosis. Go watch StarCraft, pleb. Get out why, of here. Why would I? Because it was the best esport ever. Was That's, you're not lying. I I, I remember lamb parties. <laughs> was that yeah. a thing? Hey, I'll I'll commentate on some standard magic. Let's go. My I'm. Hey, me and John back in the day. When we, we did ever, it. We did that. Yeah, that was that was fantastic. <clears throat> I think I think we need to just get the rust off that and uh, do some more commentate on just random people's games and just like post it up. Because that was fantastic. Sir. You're the one. You're the one that shut that down, man. I did. I did. Hey, John Snow, I have a question for you, John Snow. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? What was your first game that you cut your teeth on for land parties? Oh, uh, Warcraft Two. Hell yeah, man. Zug Zug. Me was ready to serve. You on a three and a half inch floppy disk. Oh, Canuck's been drinking wine. nice uh lord yeah so someone made a a warcraft 2 reference on twitter the other day and i answered everyone else is like yeah girl get it and i i answered it correctly and they're like oh whoa like (laughs) you're old (laughs) do you remember a game called heretic yeah kind of it was like it's like a Doom kind of skin, but it was just a bit different. It was uh, more with uh, different monsters. It's called Heretic. It was really or Hexen. It was one of the two, Hexen or Heretic. It was really fun. Hexen sounds. I got you, John. Right here, Warcraft Two. Nice. Oh, Look at you. CD version plus Warcraft yeah, One. I'm still ready for them to to release being able to be the pirate from the the cover to that. Right? Like it looks like a pirate's looking at an orc. Yeah, it's it's Admiral. I think it's supposed to be Admiral Taylor. Oh, if I remember correctly. Did Jared play Warcraft on a modem? Warcraft on a modem? No, I didn't play Warcraft oh, one on a, a modem. Phone a friend? No. No. <laughs> friend. No, I was only a I was only a little kid, and we didn't have a modem for like ever when I had a computer. You have oh, an AOL. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By by the time we got AOL, I was playing <laughs> Starcraft by then. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Tennessee Hooligans Tech Junkies. We're talking about old video games. Actually, actually we're going to change this to a Blizzard podcast now. Ooh. So, <laughs> Canuck, tell me your favorite raid. Never touch the stuff. 
<laughs> I enjoy Black Lair. Black Lair was my favorite rate. Ooh, nice. You guys are adorable. God, oh my geez. god. So you know what I was playing back in 1993. I was playing Lands of Lore. It wasn't oh, even I played land. that game. That was awesome. Oh, I see. Now that's an old one. It's not on. What's Black Lands of Lore? Is that like Baldur's Gate? Because I used to play that. That it was just one of those first person or like one of those. I don't know. You click. It's a dungeon crawl game, and you they know Patrick got, Stewart's voice. Was it a mud? Yes, Patrick Stewart was was the voice of the king. Yes, like, Jean-Luc Picard was in there, man. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yes, it was great. Oh, Wait, the animation was of horrible. Yeah, Lands of Lore. Oh, la lands of Lore. Yeah, you can find you can get like there's a series Lands of Lore one and two and three I think are available. You oh can get no, no I never played those. Yeah, and you got to Google up. It's a spinoff off of Legends of Karandia, which is another fun one too. It, it kind of looks like Dungeon Master. Canuck just came alive. Did you see the fire in his eyes? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Brilliant. taking Brilliant. me back, taking me back. <laughs> oh, do you ever do you play the first uh, Elder Scrolls game like Arena and Daggerfall? Those are oh, racy, man. First Diablo. I finished oh my. First Diablo. That was fun. Yeah. Oh, first Diablo. Diablo was the shit. Baldur's Amazing. Gate. Yeah, Baldur's Gate. And, and Icewind Dale. Yeah. Oh, did you get the remastered editions of Baldur's Gate yet? One and two? Who they made them HD. I guess he's just talking to all of us. No, no, I didn't. You know I didn't. <laughs> I'm talking to Canuck here. He was talking about Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Yeah, so, did you get the HD remasters? No, I didn't. Dude, I mean, they, dude, they're good. They're good. I mean, they're usually go on sale during Steam Steam sales. So back then, when they actually gave you something for your money, do you still have the the original packaging of Baldur's Gate? Because it came in like no. a booklet. It came like a booklet folded in three, and it had like yeah. six CDs all in there. And a my nice rich, my rich friend had it, but I just burnt his. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this dude I, had a I, slot I machine a in his house. My, yeah, I lost we're, a lot of my PC game stuff. We're losing viewers. <laughs> It's totally fine. Just to let everyone know, this is probably what we're doing for the rest of the show. So. We're like a 23. It's like we lost hey, five, we hey, five people. Hey, Pixie wants two to minutes. come back on and talk about World of Warcraft. I'm, I'm down for that. Let's oh go. My God. See, right, like let's... every single one of y'all played like Warcraft, Baldur's yeah. Gate. Well, I played Baldur's Gate. And yeah. man, Planescape thinking, Torment. And, and, well, and I played like, game. you stop it. You know, my first game was like, you know, on the PC was. I don't know Diablo and Age of Empires two. Like Age of Empires two was like my. Oh thing. my god, that was the Age, shit. Age of Empires two was. You were such a history nerd. Yep. Oh, oh, were, were you also a civilization nerd? I know. God, <laughs> go yep. play some Catan. Dude, Civilization <laughs> six is. I, I I don't care what the haters say. I fucking love that game. Go read a book, nerd. <laughs> I am reading play. books, all right. Jesus. I, no, I think they were talking about the holder. <laughs> oh, oh, oh the first time I ever got drunk, I was 14 years old, and I was wow. playing. I was wow, with. That I was, was super young. I was with my friend David Kelly and someone else. I don't remember. I was drunk, and we drank an entire bottle of Jack Daniels playing Gauntlet for uh, oh N64. God. Oh my God! Did you have the? Oh, Did you know that Gaunt, was it? That Gauntlet, the one was like you could get the the original Nintendo got the in like the attachment where you have four controllers. Oh, it was um, N64, so it already had four ports. Yeah, it already had oh, four I'm controllers. I'm talking original NES. Oh, no, this, no, 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 that no. You could put four controllers on for Gauntlet. No, this one looked good. Are you good. Drunk, John? Johnny, I mean? No, no, I'm half yeah, sober. We, we, no, we, we know about that, all right? Hey, guys, we're being called virgins in the chat room. Good. 
<laughs> I am a virgin. All right. <laughs> I have four children. I think that's physically impossible. Hey, how do you know? That's true. I don't. You, you I, can you can become a reborn virgin through Christianity. Oh, boy. <laughs> I got the good book right here. Let's go. Praise <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And the <laughs> Lord saith. Hold up, I got wait, the holy wait. water. A domine patre sancte fili. Oh, I was geez. waiting 45 minutes for that. Just <laughs> <laughs> you had a timer set? Oh, oh God. We're, no, I, see, we I was able to do this because I I used to be in a band, so I, I got plenty of action in high school. So don't worry about it. <laughs> oh my <Wow>. god. Brag. <laughs> action is in like is as, as in like gauntlet playing. What are you talking about? I didn't get action gosh. until I was 30. All right. <laughs> Aren't you like 25 or something? Damn. <laughs> oh, man. It, am I am yeah, I still I am the young am I still the youngest in the group? Yes. 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 Okay, good. Can I see your ID? <laughs> I think John is the oldest. He, you're like what, 39? No, 40? Johnny's the oldest. We already established this. No, jo John Dunning is the oldest. Uh, yeah, oh, we're now we're doxing. <laughs> now we're doxing. Oh, dox me, bro. <laughs> Don't at me. Dox um, me right in the age. Uh, oh, I hope you do. <laughs> choo -choo. Dox Canuck, me, are you baby. are you old like us? If I told you what my first home computer was, uh, to be the enemy. Sweet. All right. Is it a Commodore 64? <laughs> no. It's a vacuum tube? A Tandy? Vacuum <laughs> tube. It was Pong. It was Pong. <laughs> no. Oh, Did you used to play Tron for oh fun? God, we're just. I burned a few quarters in Tron. Yeah, I burned what a few it? quarters on this show. I'll tell you what. Okay. What is you even guys happening? Remember an arcade? Yeah. Yeah. I remember an arcade. I've been to an arcade. <laughs> Johnny just turned into an eight-year-old. I've I've been to an arcade. I've been places. <laughs> yeah, they've got an arcade like an hour away from me where you just pay, I think, like ten bucks to get in and you play all the all, all the pinball machines you could ever want, plus oh, all the old arcade shit. I fucking love it, man. Yeah, <laughs> God. What's your so, favorite pinball game? Uh Star Trek Next Gen. Nice. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Um, and another good one. I still love the Terminator T2 one as well. Yes. Fucking love that one. Yes. Uh, so, the Sopranos. Ooh, and I haven't tried that one yet. That one was I, awesome because you actually had to like whack the, the people in order. Like you had to kill like the, the cast essentially. And oh, you shit, even had to yeah. kill the horse. Spoiler alert. Oh no! My, my favorite pinball machine was uh, Kiss. The Kiss pinball. Oh yeah! Ooh, that's a good in the middle, and the ball one. rolls down his long tongue. Yes. <laughs> Can we start a pinball podcast? Yes. <laughs> this should make the Magic the Gathering pinball machine. Oh, oh the pinball it should be way too expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, just, you, just, you just put a quarter in, and nothing would happen. Hey, our, our, our viewers are going back up. Well, let's keep talking pinball. <laughs> so so speaking of old games all right i'm gonna i'm gonna bring it back here have you ever so have you guys ever played this game came out of what 1993 1994 um this card game called uh was it uh battle of the five rings i thought you were gonna say magic the gathering <laughs> you thought that, that, i thought that was gonna be the tie-in yeah. and we're back no and no. we're back to magic the gathering again. no i thought i i didn't it looked confusing yeah 
I, I still don't know how to play Magic or Legend, Legend of the Five Rings. Yeah, Legend that's of the Five Rings. Yeah, that water was water is not water. Okay. L five R was my brother tried for years to get me into that, and then I finally picked up a deck, and that was the year they just shut closed it down. Just that was it. It's and, back though, from what I hear. As a as a living card game, yeah. So you buy one box, and then you can buy like expansion sets. But yeah, you basically they put it all in one container, and you're like go, and it works good for them. But yeah, yeah they... slivers. I gotta tell you, I remember the day I bought um, uh, Lands of Lore at the electronic boutique. I remember going to the cash to pay for it, and I remember this was little plexiglass display case, and it had in it. Alpha and beta booster box is sitting there all lined oh, up. Seven ninety five a box. I'm like, the hell is that stupid game? Magic? What? You need a rabbit or a hat or a wand? Like, what is this magic? <laughs> I'll just go home with my uh, lands of lore and play and have fun. You know, just oh, oh man. Oh, yep. Oh, I remember seeing them. All lined up there. You could have been a millionaire. I could have been a millionaire. Yep. Screwed it up. Now you're just drinking apothic on the stream with a bunch of schmucks. Yep. Yes. Hey, that's what? okay. Hi. This is, this is legit. <laughs> real. <laughs> uh, Coach, how are you doing? Didn't matter. That's right. I'm still still alive. I'm just okay. I thought know, you fell asleep. No, not yet. Not yet. Not wow. Yet. I do have to get up early, but I know that fire is getting really hot behind you. So I'm trying <laughs> to make sure you're okay. Hold on. Wait. Just wait, wait, I gotta. Here, let me. Let's, let's go. Okay, we're good. I just had to poke some of the fire. Oh, good, 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 good. No, we're, oh, we're so, yeah, we're Did so, you have to throw a McNugget in there? <laughs> don't, you, don't you dare. Don't you dare talk about a McNugget that way. We never throw McNuggets in the fire. Don't oh, you wow. dare. I'm wow. so He's sorry, just... Senpai. Please notice me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, with the suggestion Please in the touch comments, my thigh. The suggestion in the comments of sure. giving me McDonald's cards. I think that's a fabulous idea. Getting you what? what? Hey, oh. hey, I say for our 10 Street gift exchange, yes. we give um Coach some McDonald's gift cards. Nice. <laughs> Coach's Patreon will be in McDonald's gift cards only. <laughs> I forgot Coach had a Patreon. Hey, Coach, talk about your thing that you're doing uh, on your YouTube channel because it's kind of awesome. Oh, so uh, for you lore people... Which I hopefully wow. is everyone. Wow, really? Wow. Yeah, you yeah, more people? Really, yeah, yeah, really. I'm done. So after <laughs> trying to contact Wizards and actually seeking legal counsel about this matter, <laughs> I actually did seek legal counsel. I know, counsel I know. It's just, just funny. It's just yeah, because yeah, I was I was just wanted to make sure. Um, pretty much the lawyer I talked with was like, Yeah, you can do the audiobooks for these for the Wizards of the Coast property. Just as long as you don't charge for it, under the fan content policy that was given out last year, um, you know, you it's pretty pretty much the lawyer said you have unre you could use unrestricted use for Wizards property as long as you don't charge for it. So what I'm doing is I'm doing the audiobook for the Thran, one of the chronologically earliest stories of magic, and so so far I have five chapters out of thirty four. I'm doing all the voice acting. I'm having to change the pitch and stuff, but I'm trying to knock out these videos every, you know, sending one every two days. So hopefully in about two months, the whole book will be done. But yeah, I'm doing the Thran audiobook so far. And right now I got done with chapter five. So, and the only, there's only two people probably in this chat room that have heard 
the fifth chapter. And that's me, because I edited it, and Eric. Eric is the other person who knows what's about to happen. E. So Will? Eric I, Williamson? Yep. I personally sent him the audio file. I was like, hey, you want to listen to it a day what's early? What's so special about him? What the hell? You're on a show what with us. Fuck, man? Well, <laughs> I've only listened to the prologue. I haven't listened to anything else yet. I'm kind of waiting for you to finish before I even attempt I to. I know. It's going to take, like, it's got to. I know. I know. Fun. It's just, I don't want to get, you know, a cold boner while I get to a really good part and <laughs> I, then I have I, to wait. The I second say, boner uh, mentioned by Zuby on this on this episode. That's definitely not water in that bottle. <laughs> I will, oh, I will, it is. Trust me. If I, I was drunk, say, I'd be way more worse. Worse. I will say. I will. I will say this though. Um, I've edited up to chapter five, but I recorded up to chapter eleven since today. So I've recorded like a whole bunch more. Recording is actually a lot easier than actually editing it. Editing just takes so much time. Like I've gotten it down to where. Um, if you're editing a video for every minute of audio, it takes about four minutes of like to edit it correctly. So, and what I'm trying to do is, you know, I'm getting my recordings down to about 25 minutes, which is really good. That's what I'm trying to shoot for. But if it gets past like 35 minutes, like shit, this could be a long day. But, um, yeah, I want to do the Thrain audiobook. Um, people have already, since people have been listening to like, the first four or five videos that are already out, they already want me to do the Brothers War and they already want me to do like, you know, some of the more, the other antiquities books also. So there's probably going to be more stuff. So, and it's covered under fan content policy as per the lawyer. So are you ever going to get back to card anthology or no? I don't know yet. Um, I'm to throw you on the spot right now. Card, card anthology just takes so long. And you know, what's sad is that, I think I found what the worst part of content creating is as far as my end. It's actually coming up with the script and doing it's actually coming up with the script, not even the research, not even like putting up the the pictures. The pictures are actually the easiest. Yeah. And so far, the editing of the audio and the recording is not the hard part because I get through recordings like super fast now that I have a text that I didn't even prepare, but it's the script. It's the script that takes so long and and you know it sometimes it'll take me like six hours to come up with a script for like card anthology and it's just you know i and what's gotten easier is the best performing card series i started it's kind of like card anthology but it's also a little it goes a little bit faster because i've already scored it i've already done all the rankings and i've already you know it's it's like four sentences i'm gonna say four or five sentences it's gonna go super quick so card anthology is going to take, it's so much longer. So I think I won't start back on card anthology until maybe after the Thran book, but that even might be debatable. I still want to do the D&D &D, &D, uh, stuff I want to do, but that's going to take a while too. And now I'm so entrenched in the Thran audiobook that people do like it. And I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a big hit with the community. Yeah. So, when are we doing our D&D &D episode? Uh, yeah. Soon. <laughs> don't give me that shit. Well, uh, why are you are asking doing? me? Johnny's the we, producer now. Hey, me and Zuby could always do. We could always do a D and D podcast. Well, so. not only that, but no, instead, okay, fuck a podcast, coach. All right, let's do a D and D stream. Okay, we're I'm up for one of right us there. DM or something, and just fucking go at it. All right, yeah. just I go at it. Before advanced Dungeons and Dragons. 
Oh, advanced. I've I've never played AD and D. Before that, what was the basic set before? Oh, AD. the basic. No, I've ne- I've never played. I, I've I, my I've go only only go back as far back as second edition. Let me tell hey, you, this. Zoo. Hey, I, I bought oh, I bought before. a box set. Okay, and when you open mm-hmm. the box, there's a die in there. Okay, and the dice don't have etchings in the numbers you they give you a crayon you have to take the crayon <laughs> oh shit so that you can see the number that's how old the set was wow <laughs> it was a literal literal pebble like that you got in the box you got your d your d4 your your d6 and, and whatever but you got a crayon and a wax crayon you had to fill it in to create contrast God. on the die they didn't fill it in for you Back in my day, we had to play D and D both ways. This, this was called the basis set. It was the red box with the, the yeah, dragon yeah. With the warrior mm-hmm. there, shield in his dungeon there with the treasure. No, I'm, I'm familiar with it. I've just never played it. Yeah, hey, Zoobs. Canuck's like, come on, Jimmy, let's go. Hold on, Canuck. I'm playing Oregon Trail. I'll be right there. Prodigy's taking a while. Hey, well, coach, Josh, coach. Hey, guys, 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 guys. All right, great suggestion by the chat. Is this next time? Coach should just read drunk Zuby uh, Zuby tweets. Nice. In- <laughs> so coach, so the coach's story time will just be drunk Zuby tweets. Well, in, in, the, in the in the, in the, the narr- chat wants me to be drunk for the next episode too. Oh, uh, don't just say him. It's everybody. Like, come on. This it's, is a thing. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be fantastic. So, uh. Pappy said something. I said I would say it. Hold on. He said, John, uh, Pappy Popper said, John, uh, you like fun chats. Pitch an idea. Cards we are offering unscanned Keyforge decks by House. Thoughts? Untapped Market? Phil's Void? I have no idea what any of that meant. Is an artifact <laughs> like another card game or something? I don't know. Uh, there's so plenty more. Man, we... Mm-hmm. Wait, drunk Zuby reading drunk Zuby tweets. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Breen is fantasy. Neil Breen. Yeah. Mm. No, but be- coach, do you want to join my D&D stream that I'm trying to get together on Monday nights? Monday nights? Mm. Yeah. Or is that mm. too hard for you? That might be too hard for me, especially when January comes. If uh, we do it, what about one shots? I mean, yeah, you could always join a one shot if you want. I'm he likes you, Zuby, just not like that. I'm not, hey, I'm, I'm down for a one shot. I hope you are. Uh, all the all. The, I'm not going to say it. Okay. Um, <laughs> close. It was close. I think it's a good time for signing off. You knew. You guy. knew. Yeah. All right. Let's. Hey. Hopefully, my wife's not listening. <laughs> and your girlfriend, right? We established and my that. Girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, let's go around the horn. Our special guest, MTG Canuck. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. Where can everyone find you, sir? Pardon me, I, I didn't get that question. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking gone. Oh, well-oiled machine. The stream of the wine deafened your voice. I bet. All right. What are you? Are you drinking out of a hurricane glass? Yes. Are you a seventeen years old over there? This, this is a goblet. <laughs> That's a hurricane glass. I've been to Panama. <laughs> <laughs> Ye old wine. <laughs> so, so artist formerly known as Canuck. Where can everyone find you, sir? Okay, that I got. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> so yeah, so you can find me on MTG Canuck uh, channel, and it's pretty easy to type. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Confirm. Please confirm. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Are you Googling yourself right now? (laughs) (laughs) 
Holy shit, he's gone. We've lost him. Welcome to the after party on 10th Street Hooligans. We, we really should do an NSFW liquor to this. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Well, well Canucks pounded his hurricane glass. Uh, let's go to Coach. Where can everyone find you, sir? Everyone can find me on the Carbazar YouTube channel and also at Coach or uh, Coach at the Carbazar CC. And like I said, latest project, the Thran audiobook. Gonna be gonna try to release videos every two days and see what happens. You know, Zuby, you're gonna have to wait till the full playlist is out. You have I to know. wait till January. Everyone else is. Everyone else is just every two days they listen to the next chapter, and before you know it, everyone knows. I can't. The story's I going can't on. do that. I can't do that. Or unless you're yeah. unless you're sleeping with coach like Eric Williams, and then he gets the books while he's doing it. <laughs> I'm jealous. Hey. Jelly. Uh, <laughs> God. Uh, STP Slivers the producer. Where can everyone find you? <laughs> you can find me right here at 10th Street Hooligans. You can find me on cardsphere.com on the blog post. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny Slivers and on YouTube at the Cackling Carnarium. See, Zuby, I can do it too. Oh, Yo. shots fired. Oh, snap. Uh, all right, sir. You know, I always save you for the last. Do it, girl. Magic Azubi can be found on the following on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. And you can find me on Facebook.com slash Magic on Twitter at Magic on Instagram at Magic underscore with underscore Zuby. You can email me with any questions you may have at mtgzuby at gmail.com. And you can find my YouTube channel by just searching for Magic with Zuby. And that's about it. So, hey, yeah, fuck. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Most people ask for subscriptions. Um, Oh yeah, a uh, sub or some shit or, or doesn't or, fucking matter. Or My or show's McDonald's going down the crapper anyway. So or uh, McDonald's gift cards. Yeah. <laughs> like I no, said, no. Uh, 10th Street Hooligans tanking careers since 2018. Oh dude, it's been tanking <laughs> way before then. Yeah. Sorry, Canuck. Uh you're gonna be the latest victim of that. I swear I was I told myself I wasn't gonna drink this whole bottle because it's gross, and I did. Uh, so sorry, family. You know, um, uh, snow there since I've been on your show tonight. I've been I've been gaining subs. Hey, thank you very much. By the way, are you serious? Oh yeah. Damn. Oh, I owe you big time, buddy. Maybe. I owe you another visit on your show. I'm gonna keep coming back. Can I come back next week? <laughs> yeah, dude. You're gonna be like slivers. I can't find a shampoo to get rid of my sliver problem. <laughs> that just sounds like a sexy problem. That's it is. That's awesome. Hey, good for you, because it's I'm not gaining <laughs> shit. Uh, I got never mind. I'm not even gonna go into it. I lost two followers since I started the show just today tonight, <laughs> and I've lost a YouTube subscriber. So I don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> I'm not being serious, by the way. It's like what the fuck? Did you say you're not being serious? No, I am being serious. Oh, you are being serious. It's okay. like I don't Super. know what the fuck. And the nine viewers that are left, I can just direct message them to tell them where I am on the internet. (laughs) 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 Someone pull his plug. Uh, You can find me on this very channel hosting the Hive Mind and 10th Street Hooligans. Oh, God, the wine's kicking in at the wrong time. Uh, Who do I have in the Hive? This is usually where I say who's on the Hive. Oh, um, uh, Jeffrey Palmer. Uh, Yeah, that's awesome. Living, Living Cards. Uh, that's, I'm so excited to talk to him. That's next week. Look for that on the hive mind. 
Jeffrey Palmer. Who's that? Oh, oh, the Channel Fireball dude. All right. Yes, yeah, he's the Channel Fireball I dude. That's someone completely different. He does all the uh, the really cool uh, bringing the cards to life. He animates cards. Uh, yeah, Jeffrey Palmer. He's he's freaking awesome. Um, yeah, so look for that next week. Uh, find me on Twitter at Orzovdun. Uh, oh, cardscrew.com. Go there. Best place to buy, sell, trade your paper magic gathering cards. Go to ink playmats or inkgaming.com. Get your custom man, I shouldn't do this drunk. Get your custom ink whatever playmats for the 10 Street Hogan's the Hive Mine. Uh <laughs> enter promo code uh Hive Mine MTG. That's how you get 10% off. Oh boy. Uh yeah, let's end this. I, I don't know <laughs> when we're gonna be back. I think we're gonna take a break because uh next. Next scheduled uh, show would be on Christmas, Christmas, I think. Then we do the day after Christmas. Don't be a triple B, John. Well, it's Come not. It, I, I uh, maybe. I, we'll, 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 yeah. Don't be we'll a talk. triple B. Come on. We'll, we'll announce on Twitter. We'll let you know. Yeah, may, maybe this is it. Maybe this is the last show. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, all right. This time, this we time. got this. Then Coach and I will do a show. Come Why on. Why can't I just not hit the stop button? I just want to keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> Night, everybody. Peace out. Bye.